Amazing Grace, come sit on my face. I'm like, oh, you scumbag. Just wait till Michael Myers gets his hands on you in the hot tub, because you're going down, buddy. Michael Myers does his job. <laughs> oh, blood will flow. I don't think there is anybody in the mental institutions. I think they're in D.C. Well, he may have got concussed, but he saved the entire galaxy, so leave him alone. Made him go crazy, I guess. Wah! Uh, breaking news. I got some breaking news. Just came okay. across the interwebs here a little bit ago. Uh, Warner Brothers has hired somebody to write and maybe direct Suicide Squad 2. It's his first job since getting let go from Disney, Mr. James Gunn. Ooh. Oh, that's... Oh, that just feels like uh, just a big fuck you to Disney. That's that's kind of what that feels like right there, it, yeah. doesn't it? Yep. That's a big bird to marvel. <laughs> I love yes. it. Yeah, seriously, that's exactly what it feels like. That's, wow, that, um, my interest level for that has gone up drastically. Now, now let him go. Just, if you're going to hire him, let him do his thing. Let, and let it be rated R. Yeah, just... It should be. But but let's see, who should we get... We've got this, this story about a, a gang of um, uh, bad guys, kind of, that all get together to fight some other bigger, badder guy. What's that sound like? Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of a no-brainer. Yeah. There's not a whole <laughs> lot of love on uh, the first one, though. I wonder if... like. I wonder how that's going to... It, it did great at the box office, but I wonder how that's going to... How that's going to go. Because it's it's kind of coming off of some bad press after the first one. Well, usually with the Suicide Squad stories, or at least as I've seen them, they're, they all kind of op- have operated as a one-off adventure, you know? So it's not like... And they usually have a different crew every time they do this shit. So it's not like, oh, we got to get the same guys back. They could get get anybody they want. Mm. They could have a whole new list of people. Obviously, I think they should keep some of them. As uh, of all the negative things that you could say about Suicide Squad, and there were plenty. I thought I felt the casting was pretty good mm-hmm. outside of maybe Jared Leto, but is he everybody done? Else he's completely like, he's completely done. Correct. I have no idea. They still talk about a solo Joker movie with him. Because apparently they're just going to make Joker movies now. <laughs> so Joaquin Phoenix is, he's a Joker, and then... Yep. All right. Yeah, yeah we'll wait and see. Who knows? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, that's that's cool. I, I That uh, that surprised me. I would have never guessed in a million years that that's the route that they were going to go. But that's it's genius. To me, That's that's genius. To take... Like, big, hot, A-list director that got shit-canned from Disney for bullshit reasons, and hire him. <laughs> oh, I, I said it when he was fired. I was like, I hope that Warner Brothers picks him up to do something. Might as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Proven talent. Yeah. And, and no hey, more David I'm sure, Ayer, please. I'm sure that there's always a job for him just waiting back at the Troma Studios in New York City. 
So, I mean, James Gunn will <laughs> yep. always have a job. <laughs> if they can find a couple nickels to rub together for him. Yeah, I would love to see, like, a medium-budget to- Toxic Avenger directed by James Gunn. I, I think that would be awesome. And it would do pretty good, too, I think. Mm, I mean, medium budget, what are you saying there? Oh, 30, 40 million? Uh, trauma standards, I was thinking maybe like 2 million. <laughs> oh, trauma standards, yeah, that's that's a different kind of million. I, I don't even know if million is in there, is it? Are you talking yeah, about, then, yeah that's, of, we're talking, like, big budget would be hundreds of, hundreds with an S of thousands of dollars. <laughs> yep, exactly. I'm still waiting for Return to Return to uh, Class of Newcomb High, by the way. Well, I thought that came out. Oh, no, no. No one really knows what's going on there. It's supposedly done. I mean, it's been years since you and I went up uh, to watch the Return to Newcomb High, and I thought that the very, like, less than a year later it was going to be done and released, but nope. Come on, Lloyd. Wow. I know you're listening to our show, so what's the deal? <laughs> really? Hold on, let me give him a call. <laughs> yeah. Uh I, yeah, I want to see. I got to see part two. This is his Kill Bill one and two. I got to see the second half of the story yeah. of the giant <clears throat> penis monsters that were attacking whatever the hell was going on in that movie. Man, I I don't I haven't watched I have the Blu-ray, but I haven't watched it since we saw it in the theater up in uh, Cleveland. I wonder if it's any good, like on second viewing. It's we so were... gr- I haven't I haven't watched it a second time, but I remember that third act was so gross, and it was like everybody was getting naked, and they were growing gigantic, huge penises that they were killing people with or something. I gotta rewatch that Trauma! Yeah, Me too. <laughs> okay, I got a question for you about Horrorthon before we get going with the show here. Uh, now, you know I started Walking Dead this last season again. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I started that before October, and I'm watching it with the wife last night, and it's not over. I have hours and hours and hours and hours I'm putting into that show in October. If I get that finished in October, can I have one point? Oh, yes. I would, if I were in your shoes, I would probably be demanding at least one point for a, that's, that's horror. And you're thinking what, like the way that show feels like what, 50 hours for one season is what it feels like. (laughs) (laughs) It's totally what it feels like. It is. Just, it's going on. I was just thinking about it last night. These are the things I think about when I'm on the couch watching that dumb show. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the wife is into it, and so occasionally it has some gory bits, so it's like, eh. Even though I don't know what's going on, I'll look up from my phone games every now and then, like, oh, somebody's getting a throat ripped out or something. I'm like, all right, that's, that's the thing. Does she know that you don't like it, or? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Does she care? <laughs> Well, here's the thing. If I if it was something I actively hated, then it would be for her time. Oh, I, I don't. Okay, I, we, I don't gotcha. we don't watch each other's shows. Like, I, okay. she, I don't force her to watch anything. She doesn't force me to watch anything. Okay. Um, okay. Like, we've I even was... started shows, and I've been like, after a few episodes of like, nope, this sucks. This is you. If you want to finish it, that's you. I'm done with it. Because there's more than enough shows for us to watch together. So, yeah. I don't. I don't play that game. Uh, anyway, have you, okay. Have you have you seen the new? Speaking of horror shows, because that is a horror show, obviously. Um, I uh, I finished up a movie today on on Netflix, and there was a right after the words there was a commercial for this. 
I added, I don't remember even what it's called, but I, it looks like it's a horror show, but it's geared for kids, but it still looks pretty cool, like a Twilight Zone type thing. Um, Is it Sabrina? No. I don't know what it's called, but it, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to add that because that might be something that my wife might be mildly yeah. interested in for Halloween season. Uh, but it's a, it's like TV age seven and up. Uh, but it looks good. It looks kind of like a new version of Goosebumps. Nice. So anyway, nice. I, it's, and I think it's a Netflix produced show. So it's the, the production values, at least you know, on the trailer, looked pretty good. I think I did see something about that. I don't remember what it was called, but I do remember seeing something about that. Um, I did see the trailer for the Netflix original uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Did you see that? No, 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 I haven't. Yeah, do you remember that show at all? Maybe not. Um, I don't... That was a movie, right? I don't know. I just remember it as a show that was like on Nickelodeon or something, and it was... I think that would have been... Uh, you would have been too old for it, by far. I was almost too old for it. Uh, but... It was a pretty popular show, as I recall, and I don't remember ever being scary or anything, but this one looks, ex- like, nah, I shouldn't say extremely dark, but compared to the other one, the other one was basically a sitcom, whereas this looks like a horror show of okay. witches and stuff like that. But you might want to check that trailer out, too. Excellent. All right, now okay. are we done with TV Freaks? Let's move on to <laughs> TV Freaks is done, now Movie Freaks. Movie Freaks, all right. Let's go to the roulette. It's time to spin the wheel of the movie roulette. We dive in the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. And this episode, the roulette, it is Terrifier up against Mausoleum. And you are up first, sir. Tell us about Terrifier. Or Mausoleum? Yes, Mausoleum. Ugh. I was running like a lunatic today. Literally ran, got the kids, ran home, set up stuff. Here we are recording. So I'm sounding like, uh, yeah. Head firmly up ass. Go for it. Uh, okay. Mausoleum from 1983, directed by Michael Dugan, I I guess. Uh, he also did Super Seal, Raging Hormones, and The Adventures of Turkey Dude. So he's got a great filmography. This one here was probably his shining achievement. Uh, traumatized by her mother's death, young Susan is becoming possessed by the same demon that possessed her mother before she died more and more. Um, uh, she, uh, yeah, she gets green eyes and then takes off her clothes and people die. Uh, and it's gloriously trashily awesome. Thank you, Code Red. Uh, code, at least Code Red came up, like, when I started the movie, I'm like, Code Red, alright, I'm in. And, uh, I think I, I said it last week, the quality is fairly shitty, but in a HD, they found a film reel of it, and so it's crackly and whatever, but it looks pretty good for that. It's not like one of those seventh generation VHS dupes that is virtually unwatchable. This is not that. This looks good for what it is. It could, this is totally, Ripe. And by ripe, I mean like overripe, stinky, uh, smelly, rotten, banana ripe for a niche company to release with all sorts of special features and $30 price tag that I would drop on this in a heartbeat. It is just <laughs> trashy. Oh, the acting is atrocious. The dialogue is, oh, good God. And it drags a little bit, but in the best, like, it's a good drag. Like, like, this is bad enough to where you keep talking stupidly because I like that. That's it's funny. 
every now and then someone dies a cheap fake looking death and I I'm I'm in and let's see those glowing green stupid looking fake eyes uh, demon creature oh it's great uh, big thumbs up I thoroughly enjoyed this movie I had a blast from start to start to boring middle to hilarious finish <laughs> Good. Would I, well, would I recommend I, this to you? I, I'm not sure if I would recommend this to you or not, because it just depends on what your threshold is for shitty movies, because this is mystery science theater fodder, but but even without the three dudes, this was still fun. Wait till after this round of the horror-thon where I tell you what I've been watching, and then you can make that judgment. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, But I should probably still keep it on that stack of CEDs if I can get a hold of them. Yeah. Seriously, this is... This is prime candidate for a vinegar syndrome. I guess Code Red, because it Code Red in the beginning, I would imagine that uh, Code Red Bill owns the rights to it. So come on, release it already. Let's go. I would love to own this. Uh, supposedly, there was a scene in the beginning where this, uh, this I forget if it was a groundskeeper, someone was running away from the mausoleum, and she had her green eyes or whatever, and whenever she gets her green eyes, people die. And the guy's running away, and the back of his head just boop, explodes. And it like there was this version. I'm like that felt like it should have been a little bit gorier. Like it should. I should, I wanted more brains. And I I checked on IMDb and I'm like, ah, some versions have more head explosion in the beginning. So I wonder if this version was slightly edited. Which that that's a big no no for me. But yeah, it still it was still that's a minor minor quibble. But not enough brains. <laughs> Completely not enough <laughs> brains for like literally like. Literally and figuratively speaking, not enough brains. <laughs> it was brainless. <laughs> it truly was. Good God, the acting was uh, bad. Ah, uh, was great bad. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Terrifier. A uh, clown terrorizes three young women on Halloween night and everyone else who stands in his way. And that is the full synopsis. And that is all you need to know about this movie. Ah, a clown has some girls leave a party and a clown he bumps into a clown and they talk a little shit to him and so he kind of follows them around and kills anybody that they bump into and then he captures them and tortures them and then he kills other people that just happen to wander into this film in this hellish landscape city wherever it is. I hope I never go. Um, it would kind of be how I imagined hell or purgatory it's just a gross dirty gritty city and uh one of the most evilest looking clowns you've ever seen just walking around just murdering the dick out of people and just having a great old laugh about it um it's gory as all hell and i had a a, the ending was interesting and i saw it coming obviously but uh I wish they had done it slightly differently, and I'll explain that in a little bit when we do spoilers on this. Because uh, I just think that my idea was a little better than what they went with. Um, what else? I'm trying to think of anything. I see, I watched this right after the pod last time, so I'm trying to remember if there's anything else. Uh, I love that he didn't talk through the whole thing, mm-hmm. and he didn't say a word. That was awesome. Made him creepier. I liked that strangers were helping other strangers. You know, that's one of my things. I loved that. I loved that nobody was safe, and oh, it was nobody just, was safe. Just completely random on who got killed. It was just totally random. 
And I give this movie a big thumbs up. This movie was awesome. Uh, I Some of the stuff I had to watch through fingers because it was just so brutally gory. But I appreciated that it was all practical and it was like so practical. And with the HD cameras, you can see that it's not real. So you can kind of laugh at it a little bit. And it's not it's not like terrifying, you know, when the gore starts happening. Now let's get into spoilers. Yeah. If you haven't seen Terrifier, you've been warned. I give big kudos to the uh, the, fir- the first girlfriend that got killed. Yeah. That was hung upside down and sawed in half. Like, my God, you are the bravest actress I've ever seen in my life. To, you, you are put in the most compromising position, like, ever. Uh, just for a movie. It was kind of crazy to just... I don't know, look at that scene. It was just... Wow, well, it's weird. That's kind of that's kind of like uh, the the girl I forget her name from uh, Hostel Two when the, the one girl that I, they had hanging upside down I'm like that's it takes guts to do a scene like that. Mm-hmm. I thought of Hostel Two when that was going on. Um, what else? What else? For spoilers. Oh, the uh, the very ending. He pulled out his gun and blew his head off, and then they wheeled him away. And I I knew he was going to come back, but I'm like. They're going to do this like a supernatural way, and I kind of wish they... Well, I don't really care that they did, but what I had thought was he always has that stupid hat on, right? Mm -hmm. What if he had a rigged gun so that when he pulls the trigger, a bunch of fake crap blows out the hat, and then he pretends like he's dead till he gets to the morgue? Like, I thought that would have been cooler. Or he kills the cops, he gets the drop on them, or, you know, whatever. It just buys him some time. Uh, I thought that would have been interesting but instead they're kind of going a more jason route and we're this is not the last you're gonna see of terrifier yeah art the the clown shall return (laughs) he definitely will and i can't wait i do guys do this every halloween you can just line it up because wow and they were inventive kills i was surprised at with a lot of with a lot of uh, homemade objects you too can kill in a lot of interesting ways. Yep. I, I appreciated Terrible. the fact that, like you said, he didn't talk. That made him all the creepier and not as cheesy. Like, he was legitimately creepy and evil. And his facial expressions are, that was his, those were his Freddy Krueger one-liners were his facial expressions. Yep. Yeah, it really would have probably lost a lot. If he had a lot of dialogue, because, I mean, unless he could have gotten as creepy as the, the dude in Devil's Rejects. But I don't know if you, he would have been able to. You're taking a risk with that. And I think going the Silent Bob route worked in his favor. It it sure worked on me, man. There were times where I'm like, Judas Priest, how much time is left in this movie? Because it's stressing me the fuck out. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, me too. Especially when you find out, oh, no one is safe in this movie. No one is safe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad I loved you that liked the it. best. I loved it. I really, really loved that um, the people that he killed were random. This yeah. dude was just mad that they were saying he was dead on the news or whatever from last year's massacre and just goes out. And he's like, all right, I guess it's time for me to go out and just roll around and do it again and mm-hmm. massacre whoever I just kind of happened to bump into. I thought the thing in the beginning with the pizza thing was hilarious um, and disgusting what he did, what he not, I mean, oh, yeah. smeared shit all over the walls, but I thought that, that was hilarious. But then. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> but 
But then what he did to the guy's head or whatever, uh, oh, that was so gross. And that was the, that was the first kill, wasn't it? Yeah. See, it was it set the standard really quickly. This is what we're doing. It was like, oh Lord, okay, wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole the whole diner scene was just so uncomfortable. And that was one of my favorite parts of the movie. I loved that scene because that that was legitimately creepy, and it set it like this guy is not one to be messed with, and I, I loved his facial expressions. Loved them. I don't know what he's got to put in his mouth to get his teeth that ugly and oh. really messed up, but they are so disgusting. And that's what, I mean, it almost doesn't look real. I don't, it, it, I don't know if they just found a guy that can, has a larger mouth or can open his lips really wide with, with those teeth or what, but man, it, it doesn't, it looks almost animatronic at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, okay, the girls, I, I want to talk about that for a sec. I, I was starting to hate the one girl. We've all, we've all had that time where your drunk idiot friend won't shut up and you and I have made a podcast out of it somehow. Um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) but I was like getting annoyed with her. I knew that, okay, the drunk one, she's going to go at some point, but I was like, kind of ready to get on with it. And she was supposed to be annoying. She was playing her part. I'm not criticizing the actress. It's more like maybe the director or the writing of like, you could have moved that along just a little quicker, I think, but because uh, I was like, just shut the fuck up. Annoying drunk people. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that uh, that didn't go well for her. Nope. It's been a long time since, like, for a new movie that I've seen like that type of carnage done on like on a really good level. Uh, even the newer American guinea pig movies, like this, is certainly to me a step. Several steps up from those. Those feel a little bit more direct to video. This, well, this did get a somewhat of a theatrical release, and it feels more of a, you know, a bigger production, I guess. Right. But you know me and slashers. I love slashers, and this is a good new slasher. Yes, it is. I didn't watch the uh, short film that came before it, but I could surmise from what you told me last week what was going on there. I might check that anthology out uh, here in October. Was the whole thing worth watching? I actually watched it last night. I'll get to that review later tonight. Alrighty. Okay, let's get to the next round. Alright. <clears throat> First up for you is 22 July. Here is your one non-horror movie of the uh, week. This is a three-part story of Norway's worst ter- terrorist attack in which over 70 people were killed. Uh, 22 July looks at the disaster itself, the survivors, Norway's political system, and the lawyers who worked on this horrific case. This is directed by Paul Greengrass, and it comes out, I believe it's out now today on uh, Netflix. Now, this is two and a half, almost two and a half hours long, and um, I am sure at one point or another one of us will watch this movie, but I thought, well, here's your one non-horror movie of the roulette week. Uh, next up is... 1922, which I have already watched and reviewed and gave it a thumbs up, but figure that you should watch this at some point too. This is the Stephen King adaption. Um, I enjoyed it, although I, I enjoyed this, but I loved the short story, loved the short story. And this is kind of the truncated, abbreviated version of that, but it's still very good. Thomas Jane is in it. And, um, yeah, it's just a, it's, Really good movie, and it definitely falls under horror for this month. And last but not least is the Hilary Swank-starred 
uh, starring movie um, The Reaping from 2007. <clears throat> this is a dark... I, I want to say this is a Dark Castle movie, but I'm not 100% sure. But um, Stephen Hopkins directed this movie. You know who Stephen Hopkins is? Uh, I know the name, but uh, what else has he made? He made uh, Predator 2 and... Uh, uh, what else did he do? Um, there were some others. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 5, Judgment Night, Blown Away, Ghost in the Darkness, Lost Blown in Space. Blown Away? From 1994. Ooh, I love, I love Blown Away. Yeah, with Jeff Bridges and Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, but, Great um, movie. yeah, I really like The Reaping. This is a, kind of one of those biblical horror movies that do that religious stuff, and it's good. I, it's, Probably my favorite movie that uh, stars Hilary Swank, because I'm not a huge Hilary Swank uh, fan, but she's good in this, and this is a cool movie. So, there you go. Uh, okay, and... Sorry, I'm just quickly checking IMDb to make sure... Horror, yep, horror, okay. Uh, coming your way, Malevolent. A brother-sister team who fake paranormal encounters for cash get more than they bargain for when a job at a haunted estate turns very, very real. Truth or Dare. A game of truth or dare among college friends on spring break turns deadly when a demon seems determined to use it to kill them all. And I watched this trailer. I don't know if you did when this this movie was out. And while it looks like maybe a typical kind of trashy crap newer horror movie... There still were some creepy scenes in there in that trailer of where the face is distorting, and I thought the premise w- wasn't bad. And I know it, I don't, I think it got critically panned, but I still was like, I, I would still watch that. It's probably, I don't even know the runtime, but it's probably ninety or under. Yeah. Um. So yeah, anyway, I'll throw it out there. A wrinkle in time. Years after their father's year, years after their father disappears, Meg and her younger brother. Charles Wallace cross galaxies on a quest to save him from the heart of darkness. Uh, this one also had a good trailer. It's probably more of a Harry Potter kids adventure type, but, um, Hey, how about a roulette? You could watch with the family. Why not? But yeah, you may not, you probably won't pick it, but nonetheless, you got two horror movies already and I'm interested in it. And on the roulette, it is chucked. Okay. <clears throat> uh, yeah, you had a pretty good spread there. Truth or Dare is one that it actually did fairly good at the theaters because this was a bigger release. Um, PG-13, Wrinkle in Time, I'll, I will watch that sometime, of course, with my wife. But I think Malevolent, because it's a Netflix original, which eh, with horror, that doesn't mean a whole lot. But eh, let's get to, that's probably the most rule, Eddie. So, of course, I'm going to pick that one. <laughs> And I will take the reaping. I didn't hear... One of my friends online watched that 22 July and fairly scathing review. Um, I'm sure we'll check it out at some point, but I'm still early on in the horror I'm not remotely burned out yet. Oh, let's keep the train rolling. So there you have it. Next episode, it will be the reaping up against Malevolent. And are you ready to move on to... Part two of our 2018 October Horrorthon. Let's do it. All right. Uh, last episode, the score was five to two in my favor. You're up first, sir. What do you got? Okay. Bear with me one second. I've I'm... the last thing you did was Halloween. Got it. Okay. 
Okay, first up, st- now have I, um, and this was, I know this was before October, did I, did I talk about the first Stepfather movie on the show recently? No, I don't think, I don't think so. Shoot, okay, well, it, obviously I didn't watch that in October, so I'm not going to review it, but I did watch Stepfather 1, and you had, th- you had suggested possibly Stepfather 2 for a roulette for me. But I had, I had let you know behind the scenes, I said, well, I already saw that movie. Well, that spurred, that still spurred me to rewatch Stepfather 2, even though it wasn't on the roulette. So I watched Stepfather 2. It's on Amazon Prime. And, um, the first one I actually own on Blu-ray and, uh, revisit of that was entertaining for what it was. It's more a thriller than a horror, but it still was fine for what it, what it, what it was. Stepfather 2, however, was awful. Just, just awful. And I remember <laughs> loving part two way more than, 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 uh, the first one. Boy, was I wrong. I'm like, what did I, what did I possibly see in this movie? It is part one, but nothing is near as good. It's, it's like, it felt, everything about it felt like a cash grab. His escape from, he, spoiler, he, he survives the first one and he escapes the, mental institution in part two or whatever, wherever he's at, uh, by like the most silly, ridiculous means. I mean, it's like the way he escapes pretty much, uh, if that would be real life, there would be no one in these mental institutions. They could just walk out the front door pretty much. <laughs> uh, um, have you turned on the news lately? I don't think there is anybody in the mental institutions. I think they're in. No, I don't think so. DC. They're in Washington right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually I would probably vote. I would I would actually vote for this guy uh, over what we have right now. He would be <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Normal. Uh, it, it was terrible, <laughs> terrible, bloodless, and uh, there was a like. I uh, it wasn't good. It was, it was yuck. Okay, moving on. Uh, then mausoleum. <laughs> I got that one. So there's two pieces. Oh, is mausoleum. the next one. Mausoleum is yeah. So okay, uh, that counts it. obviously. Uh, yes. Pieces. Now I've reviewed this. We've talked about this movie numerous times, so I'm not going to review it other than Bastard, Bastard, Bastard. It's great. Linda Day George, Christopher George, and uh, Pluto from the Popeye movie is in it, and uh, Chainsaws Through Pig Guts, and yeah, I love Pieces. It's it's awesome. It's one of my favorite slasher movies of all time, and it's I love how gleefully, gleefully nasty and gory it is. It is... It's... I'm I'm hard pressed to think of a more gory, nasty slasher movie from the '80s than Pieces. It is everything I like about that era of uh, slasher movies, all rolled up into a weird Spanish oddity. It's great. <laughs> I love the tennis scene. Oh, that can it goes on and on and on and um oh and like please get on with the chain song and then they do and then it's bastard 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 <laughs> you know yeah, that yep. scene right the bastard uh, uh I've I've only seen it once right I think so it's Linda Day George as she finds the chopped up body or whatever and bastard and she like says it three or four times and it's like oh ooh, that should have that should have been on the the cutting room floor but it wasn't and it just makes the movie all the better cuz it's so bad and great and i love i love you pieces <laughs> it's like the worst diarrhea you've ever had but it's not happening in public and you made it to the toilet mm-hmm. ah. yeah. <laughs> like oh it's great <laughs> okay 
Subspecies 2, Bloodstone. Have you watched any of the Subspecies movies? I think I've watched the first three or four. Uh, definitely the first two. I'm guessing the, per- the first three at least. I didn't know. I've never heard of this series before. I just came across uh, this VHS. And of course, it's a horror. I'm going to pick it up. I don't care what part it is in the series. I haven't seen part one, but this one picks up right where part one left off. And I'm guessing that part one was a better movie because all of the remains were still all laying around. I mean, it literally starts where first one ended. And it's like, wow, I kind of want to watch the first one. Uh, I wish I'd own it on VHS, but instead I got Subspecies 2, Bloodstone. Um, it was okay for a trashy vampire thing. I mean, it had physical effects, and <sighs> there, there were parts where it lagged, and what? What's going on? I don't know, because I didn't watch the first one, so I don't know who these old vampires are and whatnot, but it didn't really matter for this quality of filmmaking. I enjoyed this movie. I would give it a passing thumbs up. I'd watch it again. Hell, I'd watch all four of them. I'd like to track them down uh, if I can get them for a stupid cheap price. This is the one that the emo, the emo-looking vampire with the black hair and the long fingernails and like fake caro syrup blood. Uh, I don't know about emo-looking because he was in that vampire state where he, I mean, it had the long fingernails, but he was had lots of face makeup. He was really gone, you know? Like, he had been drained of his blood, and had just barely managed to get enough back to live, so his face was all fucked up. Okay, it's been a while since I've seen it. That could very well be the first one, though. That that wouldn't surprise me a bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next up... Oh, shit, I was gonna grab a synopsis. The Hidden. Have you seen this movie recently? Oh, yes. Kyle McLaughlin? I mean, the last couple couple years, I have. This is Ferrari beginning. Uh, yeah, yeah. An FBI agent, Kyle McLaughlin, and a homicide detective, Michael Nury, hunt the current human host of an orally exchanged alien life form. 1987. And it is all of those things, and it works just fine. This was a totally fine movie. It wasn't great or anything. It wasn't horrible. I enjoyed it. I'm not, like blown away by it, and I actually think I've watched it before and just had no memory of it. So then, it works perfectly in that order. Okay, a couple years go by. The Hidden wasn't that good. I I think I liked it. Oh, let's pop it in again. Yeah, not bad. Memory delete five minutes later. Um, Yep, The Hidden. Hidden from memory. And the third one was Terrifier. Oh, okay. And other than the beginning with the Ferrari, it feels like there was a long stretch of cop cops doing copsy things and cops cops there cops was. and yeah and then the end and yep. we the alien pops back up and right is that yep. okay yep that's exactly yep <laughs> uh, over to you um, next up for me is Dolly Dearest and this has been on my Amazon Prime to watch list for the longest time. And I'm finally like, you know, it's October. It's time to get rid of some of these. Just get them off the list. And I'm like, eh, might as well because Tasha Yar's in it. So it's got to be good, right? No. That's De- Denise Crosby. For those of you that don't yeah, know. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Tasha Yar reference. Uh, this no, is no, a she's 19- Tasha Yar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the short haired, blonde haired lady. Uh, Rip Torn's in it. There's, the only good thing about the movie, uh, early 90s, Chucky ripoff, but, yuck, boring and 
bad kid actors, this little girl, she, her they, this family, I can't believe I'm going to break this down, but here we go. This family moves to this Mexican town to take over this doll factory, and there is this ancient evil that's unleashed and makes the little girl dolls become evil dolls, whatever. The little girl gets a doll, and it possesses her, kind of, and Tasha Yar does Tasha Yari things, and Rip Torn <laughs> does Rip Torny things, and gory, or no, it's completely goreless, and like, it's 93 minutes that feel like five hours of just wandering around the doll factory in the house. And Tashiar is, of course, the only one that knows anything's going on. And, and the mumbo-jumbo sucked. It was awful. Awful. Okay, next. Um, scream and scream again. Ah, uh, that's my review. Ah, it's... <laughs> Like, oh, how can a movie starring Peter Cushing, Vincent Price, and Christopher Lee not be good? That's <laughs> this. Uh, some serial killer guy pretending to be a vampire, kind of, is killing girls. And meanwhile, there's this Nazi-type place that's doing things with body parts, making robots, maybe. And... Uh, Peter Cushing d- does things, and Vincent Price is a mad scientist, and lots of lots of discussing cop procedural cop things and car chases where the cars are sped up to make it look like they're going fast, but you can tell they're not. Oh, come on! <laughs> and then, and then Christopher Lee, duh, he of course he's the stops every. Uh, what I, it, it was awful. It was awful. I was expecting. Amicus or, you know, Amicus Hammer coolness because this is from 1970, but like, good God, it's boring and just, no, no, but, but, and I'm like, this isn't even a horror movie, but then I'm like, you know what? I sat through that bullshit. This had better be horror. And I checked IMDb, crime drama, horror. So that counts because it was horror for me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Sigh and Sigh Again. Would that be a better title? Oh, I dare you to watch either of those. I, Dolly Dearest, or, I mean, that's required viewing in hell. <laughs> no thanks. Uh, okay, next up for me is Botched. I'm going through your voodoo, if you haven't noticed. Uh, mm-hmm. During a heist in Russia, a professional thief finds himself dealing with psycho killers, insane hostages, double-crossing psycho Russian hardmen, and the real possibility of a horrible death. I watched this way back, oh, probably about the time it came out, 2007, and so I've been wanting to rewatch it because I really, really liked it then, and I, while I noticed more of the film's faults this time, like, it has an early aughts feel, and the, um, the, the text looks like direct-to-video early aughts, you know what I mean, the, mm-hmm. the credits, where you kind of groan, like, I got that font yeah. on my computer. Uh, yep. And some of the op- the opening tracking shots, you're like, oh my god, this looks like a made-for-TV movie back then. Um, but And I noticed a couple of continuity errors that were really funny. Uh, but then, you know, at the end of it all, I can just brush that all aside, because the movie is so much fun, and it's so well done, and it's such an interesting, crazy, weird idea. Like, the plot, we won't talk about the 
what's going on in it, but other than they're being chased around this uh, high-rise by this crazy Viking-looking dude. <laughs> uh, but it it's so gory, but it's done in a playful way. It kind of, uh, almost like, ah, uh, Cabin in the Woods, but with less horror and more gore, maybe? Uh, uh, it's still a lot of fun, and... While I did pick out a couple of negatives with the filmmaking quality, it doesn't matter. It, it, oh, it's so damn gory. But <laughs> I just had fun with it. It's the only thing I can say about that movie. Fun, fun, fun. Fun, gory, Agreed. gory, fun. Agreed. And it is listed as comedy, but it is also listed as horror. And I really, once again, my list of people, actors I really like, Stephen Dorff. I really Agreed. like that guy. Whether he's good or bad, he's just totally watchable for me. I mean, good or bad, like uh, a good good guy or a bad guy. He's just totally freaking watchable. And next up, Tales from the Dark Side. And I was like, I think, I don't know if I've ever seen this movie. And it's one of those kind of forgettable horror anthology movies where you start watching it and you go, yeah, I kind of remember this. Yep, I've seen this movie before. I'm sure I have. Well, I really registered when I got to the cat episode. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I've seen this shit before. Uh, I don't know where or how, but probably borrowed the DVD from you or something. <laughs> probably. Um, but it it's a totally serviceable film. It's not a home run for an anthology. Uh, Creepshow still is actually has genuine scares in it, whereas this one... Ah, not really. Even thinking back now, I'm trying to remember what the other episodes were in the anthology. I'm like, um... Huh. Anyway, I got it checked off. Another one watched. Back to you. Okay, next for me is Halloween 2. This is the 1981 uh, Rick Rothenthal-directed uh, sequel to John Carpenter's original. And I've I have watched... I always forget that Carpenter didn't make it. I know, but it's because it feels just like a John Carpenter movie. It feels like he should, and he did direct some of the scenes in it, or he, I, some of the reshoots, uh, but it totally, it, Halloween 1 and 2 just feel like one long three-hour slasher movie that is just awesome. I, I prefer Halloween 2, uh, probably just because I'm such a huge slasher fan, and there's a lot more slashing in Part 2 than there is in Part 1, and even the score, I've said this before on our show, uh, even the score, I like that it's a little bit more early 80s feel like the that synth score is more early 80s than the original was but it's man i love the characters in it the setting the like the hospital setting setting jamie lee curtis doesn't have a whole lot to do in the movie because she's pretty much drugged up in bed and it's what one thing i've noticed with this movie is um this is the most empty hospital probably on planet earth it's jamie lee curtis and three (laughs) babies on Halloween, oh, and some kid that has a razor, razor stuck in his mouth because of an apple that he ate, but he's in it for a couple minutes in the beginning. And it's like, this is like, and then there's like the, the drunk doctor and then a whole bunch of, of cannon fodder, nurses and orderlies, whatever, that are all going to get picked off. But otherwise, it's, this hospital was built for Jamie Lee Curtis. Well, um, that's because Michael Myers does his job. Everybody in the morgue was running around like crazy that night because everybody was dead. But there weren't a lot of injured. <laughs> I don't, I've only watched Halloween 2 a couple of times. And, like, I really I really want to watch some of those movies again this year. But, uh, yeah, time is short. Uh, all, all I remember is that... All I remember was that it's in a hospital and the last Starfighter is in it, I think. 
Yes, Last Starfighter is like the, he's the quote-unquote love interest for Jamie Lee Curtis in this one. He slips and falls on this, uh, well, one of the nurses, one of the nurse, Michael Myers, drains all of her blood in the, in the room, and he walks in and whoop, booms, cracks his head on the ground. I'm like, yep, he gets concussed. That's how, that's is the end of his character is a concussion in Halloween. Which, yeah, well. there's worse ways to go out than a concussion, I guess. Well, he may have got concussed, but he saved the entire galaxy, so leave him alone. He did. We'll, we'll give him a pass. But good movie. A great movie, actually. This is a yearly, a yearly viewing for me. I never get tired of it, and everything about it is, uh, even the, there's a, this orderly sidekick guy, and he's kind of the quote unquote comedy relief, and, uh, whenever he does his little, he's just kind of a scumbag, and like, amazing grace. Come sit on my face. I'm like, oh, you scumbag. Just wait till Michael Myers gets his hands on you in the hot tub, because you're going down, buddy. Uh, Good times. Oh, that's great. Okay, next up is out of the... uh, I want to make sure that that's the right tub, because it's already out of my brain. Uh, Out of the dark, I think is what it's called. Let's just make sure of that. Hey, there it is, 1988. Out of the dark... Uh, comedy horror thriller, which really none of the above, but sure. <laughs> um, yeah, beautiful young women who work at, uh, a sex, a phone sex company are being stalked by a psychotic killer. And, uh, the only, the only positive I can really say about the movie is Karen Black's in it, and I do like Karen Black. This is just late 80s. Slasher lame. Uh, some dude in a. I'm gonna spoil the movie because who cares? It's the it's the main the main stud guy that's screwing one of the girls in the office. It's him. He's the killer, and he wears a clown mask because he used to be in a traveling circus and made him go crazy. I guess. Wah. Uh, he kills people in not gory ways. So strike one. Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. There was a there was a gory killing towards the end. So, because I'm looking, I'm like, I I gave that one and a half stars, which is actually more than I thought I should have given it. But I'm like, uh, there's a gory shot in the end, I believe that I'm like, oh, that was impressive. But um, uh, there was, I mean, there one time there's a strip tease thing because it's a phone sex company, and I'm like, this starts to feel like Skinamax, but but lamer than that, and yeah. <laughs> Uh, but hey, it counts. It it counts, and it's. Uh, I, I got to watch these movies. You know, it's. You, you never know. You never know. You never. You never know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Out of the dark. If you if maybe you should give it a watch sometime. <laughs> I'm doing plenty of my own things that exist over here. But yeah, you know, you. This is the type of movie where you're just expecting at some point or other, every single person on screen is just going to break into a great big orgy. Like it truly feels like. There's, this is a porno, we're just, it's, it's building up to this huge gangbang, and it doesn't happen. <laughs> Roll credits. I don't know if that was disappointment, or just... <laughs> a little of both. <laughs> I didn't even give another emotion. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Uh, over on my side, from 1988, Witchery. You are you like this movie? Oh, I I I adore this movie. Re- adore. Come on, how many stars? Uh, I think I give that 
I think four stars. <laughs> David Hasselhoff stars. Right there, it should take a star away. Linda Blair. Ah, she's awesome, though. And, yeah, okay. Uh, thanks for that, IMDb. When a storm strands a group of Massachusetts... On a Massachusetts island where the only dwelling is an old hotel, supposedly haunted, uh, the result is a standard horror film as each of the cast is picked off one by one. What an awful plot summary. But not entirely far off. This was totally kind of uh, background fodder for working. It's like, yeah, every now and then I look up and I'm like, okay, all right. And... Ah, you need to pay attention. I don't think I missed anything. I, re- <laughs> I love that I movie. really don't think I missed anything. I'm not, I, really, I'm not even dogging the movie. I, I just, four stars, come on. Uh, oh, I, I just checked, as you were talking, I just checked my, my backlog of reviews. I'm like, yeah, sure enough, uh, all five times, pretty much, it, it grew. Like, the first time I watched it, I think it was two and a half, and then I'm like, oh, now three, three and a half, now it's, now it's four. <laughs> that, that just screams Eugene watched a shittier movie before this one. That's what happened. <laughs> It, it's okay, I guess. I, I, I'll give you a, a little bit of an okay and thumb, thumbs up. But oh, but the girl, the lady that wouldn't let—I mean, David Hasselhoff was continually trying to bet his girlfriend, and she was just not having it. And, yeah, and then she had that weird dream where she was trapped in the forbidden zone or whatever, and it was just a rubber cement face man. Yeah, getting railed it up with her very. <laughs> Weird looking, yeah, I don't know. Oh, I know what you did. <laughs> I was like, well, that's, I've never seen anything quite like that before, but okay. Uh-huh. It takes all types. Big swordfish I'm, through the neck. I, I and the, yeah. And the lady upside down the lady, in the fireplace. Oh, it's great. The lady would just show up randomly in reflective surfaces and then she was controlling you. I was like, all right. I think, yeah. I think I've watched it once. You've watched it four. You four starred it five times. <laughs> I just love the end when she when she's like it's the gotcha ending when she kind of sits up in the hospital bed. My baby. <laughs> yes. I, oh, that did happen. She was so she was so awful, and I'm like I, I love her in the movie because she's so bad. Uh, she's such an awful actress in the movie, but that's part of the movie's charm is just her line delivery and. She's so emo, so emo, and oh! I've seen far great. worse, but it could totally fit in a mystery science theater Corman world of mm-hmm. enjoyment. It was yeah, that. but I, yeah. you know, I have to take it down half a peg because you know me and ghosty shit. I'm just yeah. done with it. Uh, next up from 2008, Splinter, trapped in an isolated gas station by a vicious splinter parasite that transforms its hosts into deadly hosts. A young couple and escaped convict must find a way to work together to survive its primal terror. I'm not even sure if I've watched this one before. I kind of think I have, but I don't know if I'm just remembering the trailer, because I know that I watched that a few times. Uh, the movie itself is good. It's not bad for a lower-budget, kind of contained, quickie horror film. It wasn't really scary or anything, but, the, I mean, except the creature and the concept was genuinely, like, freaky. You know, uh, it's got its gory bits for sure. And I don't know. I, I thought that when he's trying to go to the car and he's trying to lower his blood, blood, uh, 
what was he trying to do? His body temperature by holding bags of ice on him. Like, if you're cold enough, they won't see you. I thought that was stupid. Uh, it's like, dude, give me a freaking break. You're holding one bag of ice to your chest, and that's keeping your whole body down? No, I don't think so. But other than that, I, I, I don't know how they did some of those effects where, the, like, the guy got his arm was infected, and it was twisting around, and all mm-hmm. that was crazy. Uh, so I give that movie a thumbs up. It's not a huge, huge thumbs up, but it was totally fine for, you know, something for this month. And the short runtime really helped that movie, too. I, that was, I remember, it moves quick. Yeah, it does. Okay, back to you. Um, next up for me, Blood on Satan's Claw. From 1971, that might be the coolest title of any movie ever. Uh, unfortunately, the movie is uh, not as cool as the title, but it's somewhat kind of sort of watchable. Um, it feels like a cross between all the old Hammer movies and maybe The Wicker Man, but not as good. Uh, there's a good storyline in here. There's a good plot, but it's it just, for some reason, it feels a little bit jumbled to me this uh farmer guy is tilling and this is a 17th century or whatever like way back in the witch trial days and some farmer guy plows up this skull and eyeball of something or other and uh the townsfolk the kids get a hold of it and it starts to possess them and they start growing goat hair like patches of goat hair on their bodies which means they're possessed i guess or something um, and every now and then someone gets killed or sacrificed or something and lots of old world speaking dialogue kind of a la the witch but not as good of course um, this movie actually gets a lot of like positive reviews and, and I can I can kind of see why because uh, it is the storyline is cool and it is kind of creepy but it just Something about it felt a little off, like it wasn't edited quite right, at least for me. Uh, it just jumped around to where I'm like, I don't know who is who is who. There's so, there a lot of characters. Uh, there's there's one lead blonde lady, and she's kind of the head demoness or whatever, or the one that's conjuring the, the demon, I guess. Um, I do like at one point they reference Behemoth several times. I'm like, ah, the black metal band. Behemoth, yes. Nice. Um <laughs> So who knows? Maybe Behemoth, the band, got their title from this movie because they're Satan worshippers. So, <laughs> hey, Wait, is that confirmed? <laughs> what that they? Are, yes, they are. They are Satanists. Oh, Behemoth, the band. Yes. All right. <laughs> and you're like, huh, and you like them? No, no, that's not what I was thinking at all. I just, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I'm not judging you. <laughs> I know, I know, but yes, they are like uh, Nurgle is. Yeah. Anyway, all of a sudden we're. <laughs> Uh, behemoth. I think Behemoth kicks ass. Uh, but Blood on Satan's Claw, unfortunately, does not. Uh, there you go. I think I saw them uh, in the basement of a bar in North Carolina with Clutch. Are you serious? Behemoth? Who did I see on that show? It was Clutch and... Ah. Oh, There's another metal... They're band. like Nor- Norwegian type. It's black metal. Uh, maybe not. I kind of feel like I have seen them, though, at some show. Maybe when we went to... Uh, Pennsylvania for that uh, Coca-Cola Amphitheater. What was that? Ozfest 98. Were they there? Yeah, they maybe. They've been around. Boy, you know, maybe. They've been around since, I think, early 90s. Um, they've kind of made a name. They 
they have made a name for themselves. They just came out with a new album, and I listened to some of it, and it is awesome. I kind of feel like I saw them. I don't know. Yeah. They're, they're the chance at OzFest. I could have seen them, especially on the second stage. I could have yeah. seen them being on second stage or something. But Anyway, uh, Blood on Satan's Claw is, I don't think that you would like it, but I can see why it has its its fans. Moving on. Revenge. This is the one that I've been looking forward to talking about uh, ever since I watched it a couple of nights ago, because I haven't quit thinking about it. Like you said, certain movies, they're out of your mind as soon as credits roll. This movie I have been thinking about, oh, not nonstop, because um, that's weird and creepy because of the subject matter. <laughs> yes, it is. But I've been thinking about, <laughs> but I've been thinking about the movie uh, because of how good it is since I watched it a couple of days ago. Uh, this is an hour and forty-eight minutes that does not feel at all like an hour and forty-eight minutes. In fact, I was sad the closer it got to being done. I'm like, oh, I don't want this movie to be done. It's so good. It's I want this movie to keep going because. The acting is great. The pacing is great. The effects are fantastic. Uh, so this is a French movie. I'm um, surprised that check. you said that it's a French movie because I, I watched the trailer for this. This is where the girl uh, is out in the desert and then she goes to take revenge on guys that attacked her and threw her off a cliff, right? Yep. I thought yeah. this was an American movie. Yeah, I just checked. It is a French. Um, French and Belgium is the country, and then it was filming locations is in Morocco. So I'm guessing that that's huh. where it was filmed. But she is, she's, uh, I don't want to, I'm not sure if she's, um, let me just see here. Her name is Jen in the movie, uh, Matilda Anna Ingrid Lutz. She's from, oh, she's from Italy. But she, I mean, seriously, I, she seemed like a California Valley girl. Like she, I didn't know that she was Italian until I just read that. But she passes off as a, uh, an American quite well. And that's, she's supposed to be an American in the movie. Uh, but the, the, the guys in the movie are all French. Uh, but basically this is a guy takes his mistress to this secluded location. Um, and his hunting buddies show up early and he's super filthy rich. So the pad is nice and they have all these creature comforts and four wheelers and all sorts of stuff. And, um, a very bad turn of events takes place when one of the hunters gets a bit too frisky. And, um, she's left for dead. And I mean, that's, you can get this all in the trailer. Yeah. And then she is out for revenge and, oh, oh, blood will flow. It's <laughs> so good. I texted you or I messaged you and, uh, the other, uh, movie freaks, uh, that are on our show periodically. And I said, this is currently sitting at number three on my favorite movies of the year. I loved this movie so much. Uh, the last, there's, there's, um, Oh, what other movies do this? There's one long interrupted shot, uh, uninterrupted shot with, uh, one of the guys towards the end of the movie. I'm like, when are they going to cut? When are they? Like, <laughs> it's just following this dude around and it's so good. It had to take so long to do that unless there was a cut that I didn't see, but like, it just, it drew the tension up so much, uh, with just the cameras just following this guy for a long time and shit is about to go down. And it's, it's so good. There is, a, um, Every now and then watching the movie, I thought, like, okay, there's a couple parts here where I have a feeling that you would be like, uh, come on, that's not realistic, that wouldn't happen. But for horror guy, I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. I This is awesome. I saw unre- unrealistic <laughs> shit in the trailer. Mm. Is that yeah. what you're talking and about? It's, it's yeah, yeah, it's in the movie, too. Uh, that, that's if you that's not a deal-breaker. That's not okay. a deal-breaker. If, if you can get by that and just enjoy a... Woman empowerment, ass whipping revenge movie. 
Revenge is your movie. <laughs> I want to see it. So, huge, huge thumbs up. Back to you. Okay. Uh, let's go to 1992 for a TV movie. How about that? Hmm? Hmm. The Presence, starring Kathy Ireland and a whole bunch of people that I kind of recognize, but don't know who they are. A mixed assortment of people survive the crash of an airliner at sea, cast upon a shore of a mysterious island. They discover dangerous creatures, exploding bananas, mutations, and biological blah, 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 blah. It's lost before lost, because they find a whole freaking laboratory of shit. Directed by Tommy Lee Wallace. Oh, Halloween 3, huh? Yeah. Amongst other things. Yeah. Uh, this was a 1992 TV movie, basically, with a kind of swamp creature from the Black Lagoon thing that pops up every now and then and kind of offs a couple of people and then some of them get infected with it and maybe they got to, you know, try and find a way to get themselves healed or they get killed or, you know. And they just kind of, there's lots of talking, and they wander around, and everybody's clothes are nice, and it's, it's kind of like Lost. It's kind of like Lost. But better. Yeah, because it's over in like 90 minutes. Exactly. <laughs> and, I mean, it's pretty talky through most of it, and there's a, a, again, the creature doesn't really fully show up until like the end, and it was okay. But if it's like, all right, you're a 1992 TV movie, and you belong on VHS and on my shelf, apparently. And that's where it is. Uh, let's jump ahead a couple of years to a movie that I didn't had no idea existed, and I watched on Shout Factory TV. Uh, Piranha from 1995. I knew about the old Piranha, the Corman one, and I knew about Piranha 3D, the most recent stuff, but... I had no idea there was one they made in the 90s. Well, of course I'm going to hit play on this thing. And it was just about everything you expect from a 1995 Piranha movie. I think it's a remake. Is it a remake of the Corman one? It sure feels like I, it. I think so, yeah. Pretty much the same plot. Some kids go up to, uh, I don't know, some they find some cement pools in the middle of nowhere. Let's go skinny dipping and they're toast. But you got your boob factor in there for a minute. And then people come to investigate, and then, oh, well, let's drain the thing, and it drains into the river, and then the piranha are out, and, well, yet, yada, yada, yada. But the uh, real American hero is in it, and I think the one lady is from CSI or something. Damn it. Side note, what you're not hearing right now are two, do oh, two dogs barking. Yeah. I should let everybody know that... Uh, Leia Doggo was, uh, we had to put her down. She did not survive. She was a frequent guest on the show, inadvertently. You can go back and listen to old episodes yep. and you can hear her chiming in all the time. Usually she was disagreeing with Eugene, just for the record. Um, yeah, I know. Hey, she, she's at least being, been immortalized through our show. That's right. That's right. Okay. Uh, anyway, Prana95 was fine for what it is you know you you would have the same review of it as me it's got some gory bits and some nudity and it's 95 tv type movie i would say except uh, more like that's the quality of filmmaking but it it's gorier than what you would normally see on tv i think 
Uh, I don't know in what capacity that was ever released, but it's on Shout Factory TV if you want to give it a watch. In full screen. <laughs> and I'm no, it was, uh, I'm guessing it was shot that way. It looks like it was okay. shot that way. Is it, uh, like, uh, the transfer itself, is it a good transfer? Yeah, it was fine. Okay. I, I want to check that one out. Is there Was there a lot of commercials on the Shout Factory watch? Uh, I don't think so, but I was, that was background. You know what I mean? Okay. I, but I really don't feel like there was a lot of commercials. Uh, I don't know okay. how it works. Again, I don't know how it works with Shout Factory yet. That might be just totally random. Okay. But uh, I was not annoyed by commercials because it didn't require, Piranha 95 didn't require that much attention. All right. Back to you. Okay. Next up, Phantasm 3, Lord of the Dead from 1994. And it feels every bit 1994. Don Coscarelli's third entry in the Phantasm series. And the law of diminishing returns applies here. I used to quite like this movie, and I still uh, kind of sort of like it. Uh, the first two are certainly better, especially the first one. Everyone gets progressively worse. I do remember part four being nearly unwatchable. I did not like that one at all. I used to quite like Phantasm Three when um, back in the VHS days. Uh, but upon rewatch on Blu-ray, uh, it, it has its moments, but... Everything about it, much like, un- unfortunately, it feels direct-to-video versus the first. The first one is a little bit lower budget, but the second one got a theatrical release, and that one feels a lot bigger budgeted. This one here just feels uh, just lower budget, but it's it has its moments, and it still has uh, the tall man, aka is it Angus Grimm? Yeah. Uh, Reggie Bannister's in it. I like him. He's the ball-headed. Our like balding ponytail dude, and it's got its moments, but it's eh, one of those where I'll watch in another ten years, probably or whatever, and be like, "Meh, it's okay." Uh, would you like it? I, did you? How, how many of the phantasms have you? I've seen? only seen the first one, but that's a series that I would love to go through, even even you if should. you're saying it's bad, just because. Yeah, it's it not was so, bad. So it's weird it's okay. and discombobulated. Yeah. Yeah. The first two are rock solid. The third one is just a big dip in quality. And the fourth one, man, I hated the fourth one, but I haven't, I've only watched it one time and it's been many, many years. So you should check them out though sometime just because it's a horror series that started in the seventies and yet it's, they, they have their merits. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next up for me is All Hallows Eve. And this is the prequel of sorts to Terrifier. And I do, believe that uh, I reviewed this uh, this movie, right? Maybe. Um, okay, 2013. Uh, this is a short... Uh, this is an anthology movie from Damien Leone, or Leone. Well, I'm not sure how you pronounce his last name, but he is the director of Terrifier. And this is... Uh, upon doing some more research on this movie, I, I actually bought this on Vudu because of how much I loved Terrifier. I'm like, honestly, this other guy's uh, body of work, especially a prequel to Terrifier with Art the Clown. All Hallows Eve does have uh, Art the Clown in, I think, I think he's in all three. There's three short films and then there's the wraparound uh, story. The last uh, short story is strictly about Art the Clown. Uh, and that kind of, it's, it kind of sort of ties in then with Terrifier as a prequel uh, does. But I'll tell you what, uh, for a obvious low budget. This was done 
quite well. Um, it's not to the technical merits of Terrifier, but it's really good. And I actually, after I did some research, I'm like, okay, what other, what other stuff did this guy do? And then he has some short films and then this. Well, his short films, he just took and put into this movie and then did a wraparound, but it, it totally works. Like the stories kind of fit together and oh, the wraparound. Oh, wait, 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 wait. So he did the whole All Hallows Eve. Yes. Okay. I thought you yeah. were saying he, I thought he just did the segment or I just assumed that he only did the No, segment. he directed the whole movie, which is all these short films that he did before this that he yeah, just. Yeah, I got you. Okay. That's cool. Kind of, honestly, kind of what I thought would have been cool if we would have done that with our three short films that we did way, you know, we talked back about it. 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. So he did that. Um, but I, there's kind of a running thing with Art the Clown in it and not all of it makes total sense, but you still kind of just roll with it. And it works for what it is, and it sets itself up perfectly for Terrifier. I don't think they had the same actor, the same clown actor, in this one as they did. Because this Art the Clown, while similar, looks a little bit different than in Terrifier. But it's still creepy, and it's got some good gore, some good scares. And I, yeah, this gets a thumbs up. It's not finely polished, you know, awesome horror, but it is a minor, minor gem. I, I enjoyed this. Cool. I was thinking about Terrifier just in the last day or two, dude, and I was like, will it count if I watch it again this month? Like, <laughs> Oh, I, I seriously, I watched that movie, like, I watched it once, I'm like, holy shit. And then I, a couple months later, I'm like, I gotta watch it again. And then I watched, I watched this one here a couple months ago, and I had to watch this one again. The expectations are a little bit lower with this one if you watch it, but that last scene with Art the Clown, I'm like, oh, oh something about clowns, especially clowns done like this, that aren't talking and gross and evil. Ugh. Yeah, and there's a tendency with uh, playing on the fear of clowns to, like, really go crazy, full clown, rainbow hair, lots of colors and balloons and blah, 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 blah. I really appreciate what he did in this one, where he, it is black and white. Uh, makeup and a hat yep. and a suit, and that's it. Nothing, cra- no colors, Ugh, no delusion of joy. Or illusion, I guess I should say. Okay, and it looks like I'm the first to fold this month, or this week. This is the last one for me. Okay. From 1972, it's been on the roulette, and I thought, what the hell, let's check it off. Gargoyles. Another TV movie. An anthropologist... I think this was on the roulette, wasn't it? I just said it was. Oh. Didn't I? Oh, probably. Let's just start this all over again, because yeah, I don't know what's happening. Sorry about no, that. I, no, I, that might be on me. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. Um, from 1972, this has been on the roulette, another TV movie, Gargoyles. An anthropologist, paleontologist, and his daughter, while traveling through the southwest U.S., stumble upon a colony of living, breathing gargoyles. This is absolute uh, mystery science theater fodder. Um, it's... <sighs> I mean, calling it, I can't believe that it says horror on IMDb because I don't wear, uh, the, every time the gargoyles are on screen and their outfits that they bought from Goodwill, masks that came straight off a Kmart shelf or some shit, it, they're in way too bright light. Everything looks fake and plastic and floppy, their wings and whatnot, and they go to a cave and their eggs are hatching and out come more little tiny gargoyles, some have wings, some don't, and ones that have wings they call breeders, and they're gonna make a whole bunch more gargoyles, and them versus the humans, and everybody's walking around like, it looks like pajamas, almost, that they're wearing, 
and they're, they're fake wings that don't move, and at the very end, they there was one flying shot of them where she, the guy picked up the wounded girlfriend gargoyle, and uh, it, it, it looked like they were hoisted by a crane, and it just kind of went across the screen, like right above the camera. Like a slow, the wings were not really flapping all that much, and it just two people just kind of hanging there, straight up and down, just moving across the screen. It's like, all right, and they panned to follow with it. I'm like, yeah, let's watch this longer. It's great. It's great. It was totally Mystery Science Theater. It's on Shot Factory TV if you want to watch it. Um, it wasn't, honestly, it wasn't horrible, but it's not something you need to pay attention to. The 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 suits, the outfits were laughably bad, but it was 1972. What are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, there you go. That's Gargoyles. That brings my total score to 15. And you can go ahead and finish up with whatever you got left. Okay. Next up for me is, uh, I wanted to get some, some of these Netflix. It's almost like because this is Horrorathon month, some of the roulette type movies that I haven't seen, I'm like, ah, screw it. I'm going to just give it a chance just in case. And so we don't have to mess with these on roulette. So, um, I, one of them is called Emily. You're taking weapons out of my arsenal. I am. What, am, what the hell am I going to throw you? <laughs> Yeah, I, well, I, it's one of those things where I'm like, like <laughs> you're like, that's your, just... that's your, that's your problem, not mine. Yeah. <laughs> Find me more shit. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, Emily from 2015. Uh, I'm not sure if this was ever on the, I feel it like was. I threw this your way. I, and yeah. I, um, I at least threw it yours. So. And a couple has a babysitter that turns out to be babysitter from hell type thing. And I'm going to spoil the movie because it's meh. Um, Turns out that she lost a child, and she's crazy, and she wants to kidnap one of the co- one of the kids. And things start out okay, uh, and it's suitably uh, uncomfortable because we're dealing with kids. Uh, and then it gets to a certain point, and then it just gets more and more silly, and more and more where the low budget is shining through. And certain things happen that I'm like, "What? That's uh, that's too convenient." Um, meh. I watched the ba- the actual the babysitter instead that's on Netflix. That was good. This is it would have been okay as a roulette. It wouldn't have been a huge thumbs down. It would have just been one of those middle of the road things where acting is okay, the kids do okay, it's okay. But it counts as a horror movie, so there you go. Next up. Um Okay, now I need to make sure that this is a horror movie. Otherwise, I'll be pretty disappointed because it was mediocre. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on, IMDb. Uh, Don't fail me now. Come on. Woohoo! Drama, fantasy, horror. Perfect. Um, so, Stephanie from 2017. I feel like this was another one that was on the roulette at some point or another. Uh, this one here you might actually maybe enjoy. Uh, after a mysterious global crisis, a young girl is left alone to hide from a malevolent power that stalks her home. Her parents eventually return and the struggle begins to save their daughter. Um, you know, I gave this two and a half stars and I also gave Emily two and a half stars, but I actually enjoyed, <laughs> I enjoyed Stephanie more than Emily. Ha! Oh, waka waka! <laughs> I was trying to think of some joke about, oh, you're just watching uh, movies with random, yeah. random woman names. <laughs> Uh, but this one here has a bit of, well, fantasy. It has a bit of a sci-fi bend to it that's kind of cool. 
the girl is okay in it. This actually has uh, Frank Grillo. Yeah, which I like. I think Frank Grillo is yeah, yeah, a pretty exactly. good actor. He was wasn't wasn't he in? Um, he was in the gray. He was the gray. He was uh, awesome. Uh, Skull and Crossbones, or whatever that guy's name in Captain yes. America: Civil War, and yeah. Winter Soldier. But th- you might want to check this one out. It's uh, you know a Netflixy type movie where there's a just a few people in the movie, and it's at a self contained location, and you can just like the production values are good, but you can tell it's a lower budget movie. This is a Blumhouse production, uh, so there's there's some money behind the movie. Uh, it's okay. It's not bad. It was worth one watch, and it counts for mm-hmm. a horathon. So, um, there you go. I am all done. Perfect. For the we month. are tied up at fifteen. I love it. Woo! I've fallen behind schedule of what I wanted to accomplish, but that's because there was one other movie I wanted to watch. Uh, anyway, fifteen to fifteen going into next week. I like it. Perfect. Wow. Last last year, you were, I mean, you were whipping ass. Man, I'm busy. Man, work is nuts. It's been crazy right now, and it sucks. I want to get home and watch movies, and this weather right here can kiss my ass. I'm sick of 75, 80 degrees and nice and sunny. It is October. Piss <laughs> off, because, it, you know, the kids want to go outside and play. Well, I can't be sitting here watching horror movies. i got to go outside and deal with them. So, uh, it's killing me. Uh, I, need, I need some... Rain, I need some overcast, I need some 55 degrees where nobody wants to be outside. Yeah, dad's in the office watching horror. <laughs> you need Michael Myers, but that's Michael Myers weather It used right to be there. called October, now it's called global warming. Okay, recently watched. <laughs> I only have one thing on my list for recently watched, but you're up first. Okay, recently watched. Um... I have a feeling I know yep. which one you're going to talk about, and so I will uh, not talk about that. I'm going to talk about <laughs> this one, and um, I know what I know how this review is going to go because we texted back and forth about this. But I did watch Mission Impossible. We got one round. Okay, this is my one one deal here: Mission Impossible Fallout. Uh, my wife and I had a date night. Let's go to the Dollar Theater to watch Mission Impossible. There, there's Strike One, and um, let's go on opening weekend, and that would be Strike Two. And let's uh, go in the <laughs> evening after drinking a couple glasses of wine to an almost sold out show. Uh, and I sit in a squeaky chair. Strike Wait, three. I got another strike. Uh, when I reviewed this on the show, I demanded that you rewatch um, Rogue Nation before you go to this so that you're not confused by anything. Did you do that? Strike Nine. four. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And. Crunching popcorn and squeaky chairs and kids running up and down and oh and like hard to follow and <laughs> not 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 if you watched what? Rogue Nation it wouldn't have been <laughs> I'm like who's the bearded Irish dude he and, was the bad guy in Rogue Nation uh, uh, the, who's the love interest all of a sudden that they're and all of a sudden there's a love interest and what happened to the his wife I, I man it was okay These things were all in Rogue Nation this was all in Rogue Nation. <laughs> <laughs> it was still good, but I, I wanted to, the old man and me wanted to watch hour one one night, and then hour two the I, second I'm night. not worried about this at all, because I predicted this when I reviewed the movie. I said, if you go do this, this is what's going to happen, and here we are. But when you go back yeah. and go through the Mission Impossibles, when you get on a tear of that, I'm not worried at all. I'm, I totally accept your review. <laughs> I probably would have had the exact same review uh, if I had gone and done that. But when you go back to watch this, it will be after you do... 
a Mission Impossible binge. And I actually, I recommend going one, three, four, five, all the way through. Skip two, you don't need that. But there are two, elements yeah. in that movie that are references to part one. Like, uh, minor spoilers, if you haven't seen Fallout. He goes to meet the arms dealer. Did you know who that was? The girl no that he idea. pulls out of there that everybody's trying to kill them. Do you remember? Uh, that's yeah. the daughter of Max. Max was the arms dealer in part one that he goes and deals with. Do you remember that? The, the, oh, jeez. Yeah, okay. The, All right. And, and the brother. It was a, uh, that, that he hooked up with to go break that guy out of prison. Uh, those were the children of Max from part one. It's That's kind of cool. Super cool. Okay. I... <laughs> but there are a million things like that that unless you're, unless you've just recently rewatched all that shit, you're never going to pick up. Uh, and I had just recently rewatched all that shit. So, uh, but that was just one of a million yeah. references in that movie. Yeah. I gave it three stars out of five, and I, I'm, I'll give it a rewatch. I just it was a bit too confusing to me for and just and like. Uh, my my wife, and she had a couple glasses of wine in her, and so she was wanting to be snuggly. I'm like, eh, it's about five degrees too hot in here, and I'm just sitting here, just, I'm tight and uncomfortable, and there's a lot of people, or, there's people around me. And uh, it's... Mm, <laughs> it's fine, I totally okay. accept your review. <laughs> I accept your review for now. But, <laughs> but yeah. that's only because I know it's coming. Because I will certainly give that one a reevaluation later on. Back to you. Uh, okay, boy, I thought we'd have more time to deal with this, but we're, we're getting on in time, so we need to hurry up. Um, Solo. I rewatched Solo. And... Look, I'm a Star Wars dork. I love all of this shit. I have the Ewok movies on DVD for crying out loud. Uh, so I am a freaking fan. Even when it's not good, I still kind of enjoy it because there's lightsabers, because I'm that kind of idiot. Solo, we pretty much... I feel like we had the same review for our first viewings in the theater. We were both like, it was good, it was okay, but... Eh, you know, whatever. Um, on this rewatch, I loved this movie. I mean, not like as much as the new Star Wars movies or the, um, the old ones. I, I, My lord, I was shocked at how much I enjoyed this movie the second time around. Screw the theater experience. I watched it in my office on my 42 inch. It, it, I had a absolute ball with this movie. I liked the performances. I enjoyed the dialogue. I enjoyed the action. I, it all really worked for me so much more the second time around. And I'm so disappointed that it didn't do better in theaters that they might not push forward with a sequel to it for a while, if ever. Uh, but, I liked it. I think I liked it better than Rogue One. And I think, I really? think I did. Awesome. I mean, I, I'm not taking anything really away from that movie, but I, I don't think my score dipped on rewatch of Rogue One, but it certainly didn't go up. Whereas here, I was like, oh shit. I agree. I Me too. Dig this. Like, I'm ready to uh, watch this again. This will be a, a, I'm sure somebody in this house is going to want to watch it again here soon. And I'm like, I'll push play on that tomorrow. Let's go. Um, uh, yeah, there, there you go. Sorry, Solo. I know that it's not super popular, but, uh, I enjoyed it. And I echo pretty much everything you said about Solo. I thought it was actually better the second time. And I actually, it's right there with Rogue One, if not even slightly better. Uh, 
I think it's going to hold up better long-term than Rogue One will, especially in the CGI department. Um, but it's a fun movie, man. I just, even the, uh, whatever, L6 or T7, whatever the hell that robot's name is. She was fine this time. She didn't bother me like she did in theater. Um, but Lando was perfectly cast. I, it was just a fun movie, man, and I, I'm looking forward to rewatching that many, many times. Bravo, Ron Howard for rescuing oh, that movie. I, I can't say that enough. Kudos, Ron Howard, for somebody that I have not been overly praising on the show or, or anything like that. I've, I've never like been slobbing his knob, but man, to, to consider that that film came out of the mess that you had to pick up essentially making a whole new film and barely, I don't even know how much they used of the other one, but my God, from all reports, they practically made two movies. I mean, I'm sure they used some scenes and some shots, but damn dude, that whipped ass. Yep. Totally agree. I can't wait to watch that again. I'm I'm with you. I could watch that in the next couple of weeks. I could hit play on that again. Uh, okay. Coming soon. Let's wrap this up. Uh, Okay, coming soon for me is a shit ton of more horror movies. I mean, it literally is just a roll of the dice every night as to what I'm going to be in the mood for. Halloween 3 season of The Witch is coming up soon, I'm sure. I might give Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 a rewatch, but it's horror heavy. Uh, This Friday will be the... uh, I forget what the movie's called. Gareth Edwards... Or Gareth Evans' new movie, uh, The Director oh, of the Raid, oh, comes out uh, on Netflix. What's that yeah. called? Yeah. Oh, Apostle. shit. Apostle. It looks hardcore. Uh, that's... I'm watching that... Yeah, that Friday night, I'm watching that. Uh, what else? There's a... I'm sure there's more horror that I'll be rubbing my nose into in the next couple days. Uh, yep. I managed to find another horror VHS today. That would be Children of the Corn. Even though I didn't really like that movie all that much, it's a Stephen King, and it's a VHS, and it's a horror, so... Into the pile you go. You're worth worth fifty cents. Might give that one a rewatch. That'll be good background fodder right there. Stephen King's Rose Red. I want to watch. Uh, and Salem's Lot one and two. Still haven't got that checked off. A couple of Halloween movies. Maybe four and five. Maybe. Uh, I got to see what else I can dig up. I want to do Doctor Butcher, but I went to my spot where I thought that it was in my house and it was not there. So I think I, it's in another safe spot uh, upstairs. Mm-hmm. I gotta go try and find that. I've literally got 500 friggin' horror movies I wanna watch this month, and there's just no way I'm gonna get to them. Right now, I'm still going strong, so it's just a matter of... I've got these ones that I know are good, like on Blu-ray and stuff, and I'm saving those back for when I start to get burnt out on shitty movies. Then it's gonna be time for that. I also want to... I wanna show Addison the Blair Witch Project. Oh! And then I wanna show her the part three Blair Witch. She, again, cool. again, smack talking. I watched this and I watched that and they're not really scary and it's like, all right, all right, come on in here, 13 year old, have a seat. It's time for me to show you something that I'll probably get in trouble for, but honestly, really the most objectionable thing in those movies is language, right? That's it. Yeah. Just language. It's not really gory or anything, but it, they're, you're damn scary to me. I, I told her I want to show her Blair Witch, but I said it, it. They say the f word an awful lot. There's a lot of language, and she goes, "Eric, I'm in middle school. Like, yeah, it's nothing she doesn't hear a million times a day. So, 
and I'm yeah. like, yeah, but um, I don't know, parenting, should I show you this? And then on the other hand, I kind of want to scare the shit out of you. And then part of me is like, <laughs> you're going to watch Blair Witch and have the same reaction that everybody did back in 99 or whenever that came out, that like, ah, there's lots of shaky cam, and what was with that ending? It's so weird, I don't understand. And then the coup de grace is that you show them Blair Witch, where it explains some more of that shit, and it's more filmed proper, like like a movie, not not a found footagey. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that movie just is scared the absolute crap out of me. Last time I watched it was uh, like the first week of November, and it was uh, after the horrorthon in the theater. And I was like, "Yeah, that was the only scary movie I actually watched." And uh, after the yeah, horrorthon, after. Um, I know that you and I are kind of on an island of liking those movies, but so what? Uh, yeah, I like them. I like all of them. I'm interested to see how she reacts. We'll see. I, we'll see. I'd like to dig it up, but the thing is, I want to watch it with her at night. I don't want to, I don't want, a Blair Witch movie, that's better at night. And, and Agreed. With the lights yeah. out, volume crank. She just Agreed. finished volleyball. This is the second night in a row that she actually came home after school. And I was like, what are you doing here? Oh yeah, volleyball's over. All right, we can hang out. Uh, so, uh, I think, uh, we'll see. Next weekend, I think she's with us this weekend. That might happen this weekend. I've got to go down and dig out my DVD. Uh, but that's it. Just a whole bunch of horror. Yeah, okay, I think that's going to do it for this episode. I yeah. will see you next week, sir, and we will talk about many more horror movies. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, man, until then. Bye. See ya. Thanks for listening. Hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us facebook.com backslash moviefreakspod on Twitter at moviefreakspod. Drop us an email, moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.